Happy Halloween. I am your host, Z, and welcome to the Book Chatter Mini Halloween Special. This special was inspired by the wonderful creations from the Things in a Jar program we hosted in October. If you missed your chance to look at the amazing display, then be sure to check it out next year. And if you're bold enough, be sure to participate in our contest. So sit back and relax and enjoy the haunted collection of Estaniel Kelsbo. Daniel Kilsbo. I have spent many years of my life searching and looking for things that cannot be explained by the standard methods of science. I do not encourage others to follow my steps, but just to simply admire and examine my work. This collection has cost me not only most of my life, but the lives of those who I love and those who I've never met. If you want to start your own collection, do so at your own risk. Understand that this book is your only warning. And should you break anything in my collection, then you best run as fast and as far as you can. For what is contained in these jars are creatures that will hurt you if given the chance. Do not be as stupid as I have. As I write this entry, I am now old and bound to a chair. When my daughter found the secret chamber in my house, she told me I should at least put this warning. My beloved wife, Linda, knew what I used to do before when we first met. We fell in love. And when our daughter, Osaira, came into our lives, I asked her to never mention my past. But I guess now is as good as any other time to tell you why. My mother was from Norway and my father was from New Mexico from a small Choloani tribe. They met in one of the most romantic places of all, the woods in the dead of a winter night. They were both hunters of creatures belonging to the supernatural. My father believed that destroying the monsters would bring peace, while my mother believed that if we were able to capture them, we could use them to better combat other adversaries. Their opposite ideals would have made them incompatible. But after time, and after each hunt, their love grew strong, and they soon married and had me. Their hunt slowly started to settle, 
and they focus their efforts into raising me and studying what they have captured. But one day, when I was 13, my world would change forever. I had no idea about my parents' occupation, so when I tell you that when I saw the monster in my room with giant horns, I screamed like I never have before. My mother barged in, covered in blood, and was able to fend off whatever it was. When I came to, from the sheer shock and fear of what just happened, I learned two things that night. The first is that my parents were monster hunters, and the second, my father was murdered. He was in the middle of his late night experiments as routine, until one of the jars fell, releasing a wendigo. My father gave his last breath trying to protect his family. I was mixed and confused with all kinds of emotions. No normal 13 year old goes through this, so how to react and how to behave there was no manual that existed for that. After the funeral, my mother moved us away from that house, and I swore in the name of my father's honor that I would finish my father's work. So with my mother's blessing, I carried this life for 35 years, searching for answers. And in this book are my stories from those years. My mother lovingly called me her little adventurer, for it was my love of collecting many bugs that earned me that name. <laughs> Sort of foreshadowing, I guess. I was able to cross the Atlantic Ocean to head to Europe to a village that told stories of spirit beings in the woods. Fairies, or originally named the Fae. The Fae come in different shapes and sizes, and I discovered that this village was attacked by two different types of Fae. The first group of Fae was Oculus Hypnoticus, or the Hypnotic Fae. They proved to be very troublesome. If you were to make eye contact, you would fall under a spell and be put under a dream state. While you were under their influence, they will take anything and everything they find interesting. I know this because the first time I went into the woods, I woke up bare with all of my equipment having disappeared. It wasn't cheap replacing some of the rare artifacts I carried with me, such as holy silver, demon ash, and holy fire. I ended up blindfolding myself, having to rely on my other senses to put them into a very elaborate trap. I had to dash out of there once I captured one. But while I was still blindfolded, I left with many, many bruises and scratches. 
But the real challenge was the bestiola reverence. So-called guardians, if you will. But if you asked me, I would call them creepy bugs. They will swarm anything that threatens them. They have a bite and a sting like a tarantula hawk. And if that was not enough to deter you from encountering these creatures, their venom will begin to rot the surrounding bite until you became nothing but rotted meat soup. I wish that I would have picked a better hobby like stamp collecting or stuck with collecting normal bugs. My first few attempts trying to capture them came close to ending my life. I could not say the same thing for my loyal horse. I used a dummy and hooked it up to dynamite to disperse the swarm with hex jars all around and after the dust settled, I caught three of them. I have yet to uncover the secrets of the bestiola venom, but I believe that it could change the world, but maybe for the worst. Snaligaster Chimera More like the things of nightmares Is a creature that resembles a hybrid between the body of a dragon and the mouth of a squid Ugh. Being tall as five full-grown men with reports of them being even bigger than that They are deadly as they are ugly Praying at night they hunt pets, livestock humans, and sometimes children. I joined a group of men who set out to kill the creature that had been terrorizing their homes and had already claimed the lives of several people the night prior to my arrival. I had to think ahead of this group if I wanted to capture this specimen alive. We waited and camped, and soon the rain found us. We waited for many hours in the dark, amongst the wet and the cold. Then, finally, it struck. It was chaos, with us being swooped from what seemed every direction. My ears began to ring, dropping my vessel, as the Snallygaster let out a horrific cry which sounded like an oncoming train. I swam in the thick mud trying to compose myself. I was running out of time. As the Snallygaster was crunching on the bones of a man, I took my shot. And alas, I caught it. The people were shocked and were a little skeptical of me afterwards, but they were grateful. Though some people asked me to destroy it, I was able to convince them that keeping it in this vessel was a better trail to walk. While I could not bring their loved ones back, I was able to provide closure to their families. Sometimes I question why I do this, but it's moments like these that make my work worth it. <laughs> 
I have always hated dolls. I don't normally add haunted items to my collection, but a friend of mine referred this particular doll to me, named Ellie. Ellie seemed to be possessed, but not by a ghost, but by a creature not recorded before. I called it the Mimic. It started when the daunter complained that the doll would move on its own and cry even though there were no batteries. It would also cry a green liquid. When I came to examine it, I could tell it was very intelligent. I thought it would be a simple task. Find the doll, chat my incantation, and that would be that. But when I was in Ellie's presence, I forgot all of my incantations, and I got headaches that intensified the longer I stayed in Ellie's presence. I had to ask the family to leave me inside the house with Ellie, though I came to regret it real soon after that. I was in its domain, I was playing its game and its rules. I had to fend off other horrific monsters and even my deceased mother. I did my best to hold on to my sanity and if I did not do so, it probably would have locked me up in its dimension. But thanks to using a bit of sugar, salt, iron, holy water, and some of Ellie's own tears, I was finally able to overcome her illusions. Hallelujah, I guess. Even though I know it is safe and locked away, every time I walk past it, I have a pit in my stomach. Maybe I should bury it. But then, I wonder who else would fall victim to its horrific grasp. I came here to the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in search of a creature that was no longer human and the creature responsible for my father's death. The Algonquin nation calls it the Wendigo. I have tracked down its preferable hunting grounds where many people have perished and after confirming with the locals, this was the creature I was looking for. With the help of a medicine man, I learned how to trap the spirit of a windigo. I needed a guide to assist me in this expedition, and that was not cheap, not easy to convince anyone to help me hunt this creature. A windigo is a human that falls to greed or even weakness. The human becomes corrupted by the spirit. The body begins to decay as horns begin to grow morphing the body into something unrecognizable. Its heart begins to freeze and is locked away in its chest. And should you be able to destroy it, you will kill it. They turn into cannibals and will kill anything on sight. Killing it for me was not the goal. And last night, I caught the creature. 
My left arm has faced some heavy damage from its horns as it threw me against the woods, and I feel very lucky to have survived. I have a little bit of blurry vision now too, but that is of no matter. I have it sealed away now with my own magic in addition to the magic of my father's. I hope this time it will hold and I will make sure of that to my last days. But depending on what the doctor tells me, I may not be able to hunt another creature again. So, I think right now I need to rest and look at my options. I have a daughter. She's now five. (sighs) I hope I made you proud, father. I love you, mom. Thank you for teaching me everything. I hope I made you proud, too. Thank you so much for tuning in to this mini Halloween special. Please check out our other book chatter content wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to see more in the future, then let us know on our social media pages. Thank you for stopping by. I am your host, Z. And I wish you all a wonderful and magical day, wherever you may be.